G'day everyone. This week we're super excited to welcome a mate of mine to the show, Davey Fisher. Davey is a personal trainer, a fitness program director, a licensed real estate agent, and a brand ambassador for Nike. When he's not gallivanting around the world, he calls Santa Monica home. As you'll discover, Davey's life passion is fitness and helping people achieve their goals. He developed this passion at university whilst majoring in kinesiology and minoring in sports psychology. Davey uses a wide array of training techniques himself and with his clients and incorporates CrossFit as an integral part of promoting a healthy lifestyle. In addition to these professional avenues, Davey has modeled for various national and international fashion campaigns, and you can currently catch him as the face of Untucket shirts. Along with his traffic stop and smile, Davey has an engaging, lighthearted sense of humor that makes everyone feel welcome. You can follow his gym antics and hilarious captions at Davey Fisher on Instagram. And without further ado, please enjoy the conversation with Davey. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. See, ready uh, David, did you work out today? Yeah, I did. Uh, I had to get a little something in today. I did a little push routine, so I a lot of horizontal press-based stuff, and I superset it in uh, a bunch of lower body push dominant stuff, kind of more you know quad dominant side of things. But mm. I always like to stir the pot and mix it up. But what? to answer did the question, you, yeah, I did work out Seth, today. Seth, did you follow any of that? Yeah, push dominant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a push yeah. dominant I'm, guy. I'm still in my head. I'm trying to figure out what's vertical and which one's horizontal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess. What you did know, you actually? I, what did you? So what did you? What did you do? Uh, so like my first superset was kind of a heavy goblet squat with a uh, superseted with uh, decline bench press. So you did you did you did goblet squats and you did uh, decline bench and then you went and moved on to other stuff. Yeah. So it ended up. I guess overall, a, a bodybuilder might call it a. Um, a chest, triceps, and quad-based day. Oh, good day. But generally, generally, those are kind of the main movement emphasis. I usually train legs, you know, about four days a week. Mm. I didn't discover my legs until I was three years older than you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we... Go ahead. I was just going to say, on, on our end, we, we had a group we had a, a group workout. We did... Uh, it was, what, 10 rounds total, five rounds each, where each of us would row 250 meters... And then we do uh, walking lunges with a forty-five pound head overweight for. Uh, I suggest it, those thirty well, walking lunges. Weight overhead. Weight, oh, weight overhead. Full disclosure: oh, nice. Tony's had a couple bourbons because wow. it's about five o'clock here. <laughs> yeah, got it. What did I say? You said overhead. No, you said it backwards. Anyways, <laughs> before CrossFit, I benched. 335 and squatted 135 so <laughs> yeah the good you probably old, need to balance those out a the good old more. did i though <laughs> the good old days anyway, yeah so absolutely. i'm sorry so uh so you want to you want to yeah go ahead do your thing all do right do it here yeah. we yeah. go so seth where are we this is no the no rep podcast coming to you from northampton massachusetts um united states of america we actually have a special guest on with us but you're not in northampton santa monica california yeah down in la uh, about three blocks from the beach so probably a little bit uh, opposite environment that you guys find yourself on over there well, on the east this, coast this is davy fisher joining us yeah and after the after the program uh, davy's going to jump in the ocean seth and i are going to go jump in the connecticut river yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah, there you Similar go. experience. <laughs> so, At least you get a nice bath. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lucky us. The other, not too long ago, the uh, sewage treatment plant upriver broke and uh, flooded oh, the geez. river with sewage. So, 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what we're working with. Yeah. You know, I'm drinking a, uh, what is it? A multi-green kombucha right now. And Tastes, the probably kombucha the probably, it probably looks about the same. <laughs> I was going to say is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's the river there. It's, yeah. got, it's got special upriver nutrients in it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Very, <laughs> so, very probiotic. Yeah. So, so uh, Davey Fisher is a personal trainer. You're a fitness model, also a group group fitness instructor over at the ranch out in California. And uh, yeah. you know, we we wanted to have you on the program. We're the the way we kind of work. Um, is we're, we're not, you know, my understanding is you're not strictly a, a CrossFit guy, and I'm not sure that you're even have ever done CrossFit. Um, you know what? Uh, I guess if it's a style of fitness or a branch, um, I've at least dabbled a little bit. I mm-hmm. like to try different things just because, you know, we tend to, I think, gain the most out of the things that we're uh, not very good at. And there's, like me, like everybody else, there's plenty I'm not very good at. So I'm always, I guess, trying to chip away at whatever that performance potential may be. I definitely, I've done, uh, man, I think one crossfit competition the other ones were maybe less official but i've entered in in one it was actually geez uh four or five years ago mm-hmm. and it's all kind of a blur i think i was in oxygen debt for about half of it and a little bit lightheaded but it was hard i do remember that sounds about right you've done the same number of crossfit competitions as tony who's been doing crossfit Good, for 10 right? years so yeah, yeah. there's okay. that yeah it's well, true. I, the cool part about it is you know crossfit itself is it, it does get a bad rap on um i think you know, a lot of levels but Really, it's. I think people need to understand it's not meant to be necessarily everybody's recreational fitness method. It's not a prescriptive exercise of sorts. Uh, you can train, you know, tremendous balance and um, you know performance into a routine. You could uh, make anybody at their peak physical shape doing a CrossFit routine, but that's not to say that it's the best for everybody. I think the bottom line uh, is that it's one of those things that it's more of a sport than anything else. And it's, it's a competition, competition, excuse me, driven thing that generally gets more out of people that than they could get out of themselves. Yeah. yeah I think you just kind of nailed it right there. That, and, and sort of where at least I come from when I think about CrossFit and, and it, the, the sort of the first step of CrossFit for me is that it gets me in the door and it gets me to work at a work out at a level that I wouldn't otherwise work out at. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things in, in, in having you on the program is, you know, I know you do personal training and you do group training. Um, but you mm-hmm. know, there, there's that initial question of, of are your people coming to you as self-motivated or are the workouts themselves motivating? And then for you personally, you know, it sounds to me like you're a guy who just loves to work out and maybe is, if you want to call it self-motivated or you just love doing it, just like some, the next guy might like love video games. You love working sure. out. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm super lucky because for me, it's not something that I have to just artificially create. Uh, you know, I'm motivated every day to get out of bed and, and do it. And for, I think, you know, most people, it's a task oriented approach where, they just want to get in and get it done. And mm-hmm. um, for some people, that's, you know, it's necessary to have a class or a trainer or something, like you mentioned earlier, that gets you in the door and motivated. Um, um, everybody comes to me for different reasons. You know, I've had a lot of athletes that are either in season or out of season or um, even CrossFit people that have, are trying to maybe round out their approach a little bit. People trying to lose weight. That's probably one of the most common. But I guess the bottom line is people just trying to get better at something. So as a trainer, you do your best to mesh what's best for somebody with what they would like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you, you know, you can't train 
to everybody's aptitude and whatever they want to do because whatever they want to do tends to be whatever they're the best at and then they're going to have a giant hole in the areas that they're not training and so that's could you say that again louder so tony could hear that (laughs) (laughs) when we go into the gym i think a lot of people every day are you know training that way because especially guys they want to see how much they could push on a, a barbell doing bench press or you know how much they can deadlift and uh, it's not necessarily the best approach. So um, mm-hmm. that's, I think, the value of having a trainer, somebody who could develop those uh, those weaknesses and give you something ultimately you can't really get, give yourself. Davey, you should say that to Seth again, that <laughs> part about not trying to max out at, at, at every single, uh, at every single, uh, on every single place. In, in fact, I actually was in looking at your, your Instagram. What's your Instagram handle again? Uh, it's Davey Fisher, D-A-V-E-Y. F I S H E R. You have a you have a a, a pretty good uh, like sixty second clip where you're saying that you know you were getting back to the gym after a week away and uh, and and doing heavy lifting, but it was interesting that you framed it up as I have to get back to heavy lifting, but then you followed it on by saying and saying that you don't have to do it you know seven days a week and that you don't necessarily have to go to a one rep max. Yeah, but sure. Yeah, you know, I struggle with that as much as I guess a lot of other guys, probably more so than girls. They want to see what they can lift. I mean, everybody in general. But, you know, it becomes harder and harder as time goes on to get better and better at whatever it is you're doing. So at the end of the day, you kind of have to, um, I think, realize that there are certain things that you're not going to be able to do forever. Uh, You know, whether it be, you know, you're hanging on to that. 315 max power clean or whatever your deadlift squat or bench press is train a little bit you know smarter rather than harder hey if i'm tank if i'm if i'm hanging on to a 315 power clean someone call an ambulance <laughs> yeah well because i'm underneath it so davy when you when you it looks like you know i learned a lot about you from your instagram page after you know looking at it and then thinking about what it could have been if I was, if I looked like you and, you know, was <laughs> tall. And I didn't know, I also didn't know that you saw a picture of us on the, on the sheet that we sent you before the program. I didn't know that you and Tony were lookalikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you just give me hair and about what, eight inches of height and take 20 years off, we're basically brothers. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, so it does look like you do travel a lot and, uh, when you, when you are traveling, are you are you hitting the hotel gyms regularly? Are you dropping into regular gyms? Because I know what I do when I travel, and it's usually eat until I don't feel good, and then drink <laughs> until I fall asleep somewhere. You know, yeah. I shouldn't be. Um, are you working out during those times? Yeah, I mean, we're all victim to I think a lot of that. Uh, you know, in terms of the eating and drinking, but. Uh, it's usually the thing that helps wake me up in the morning with a lot of travel. God bless you. Um, you know, there, there's some there's some jet lag there, and a lot of times I'm going back east because I'm on the west coast, and you know I'll chug a cold brew and just kind of force myself to you know do at least something um, short to get my blood moving. Otherwise, I really have a hard time adjusting and waking up. If I don't have a, a full hour to work out in the gym when I'm traveling, which is most of the time, then I kind of stick with the rule that the shorter I work out, the harder it has to be. And I'll come mm-hmm. up with something creative and uh, horrible to myself through that'll, that'll get me going. Davey, how much do you get into with your, with your personal clients or in group fitness, you know, the other aspects that go towards health in addition to uh, the, the fitness training itself? Because I noticed on, on Instagram you've got a, you, you have a nutritional 
almost like an infomercial where you explain, you know, that, oh, that yeah, yeah. you know, you, you should, you should really eat for pleasure, you know, and eat, eat that ice cream sandwich if you really want it. Yeah. For me, man, it is, you know, it's about balance and that was kind of to, I guess, capture the fact that most of what we see in terms of this, you know, fitness driven culture on social media tends to be these extreme diets and training regimens that are great if you have a goal in mind that you're trying to train for short term. But ultimately, uh, you do have the rest of your life to live, unfortunately. So unless you're planning on eating that way and weighing your macros and counting your calories the rest of your life, then it's not going to be sustainable. I mean, I eat a little bit of everything. And I guess the point is to say that you could you could still live a healthy um, but happy, well-rounded life eating the foods you want as long as you're willing to put in the work. And a lot of people um, are either good at the diet, you know, portion of holding themselves accountable or the training. What if you're not good at the diet or the working out? Just asking <laughs> for a friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez, uh, I guess you're starting from scratch. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, uh, that's good. <laughs> If, if I could ask a follow-up on that, what chunks of time do you look at? In other words, would you say to somebody, you know, you want to see what you get per day, or I would suggest that you check in and see how, you know, that you're getting the same balanced, you know, amount per month. Um, I'm not sure I'm asking you know, this question I, well, but, you know, the idea that you can have sure a Coca-Cola, you can, you can have a Coca-Cola, <laughs> you can have a Coca-Cola and it won't kill you. If you have six sure. Coca-Colas a day for 20 years, it will probably kill you. So the question exactly. is, you know, do you look at you look month to month? Like, you know, I only had a couple of Coca-Colas this month or, or do you go week to week or day to day or, uh, you know, what? I try not to count calories. I try not to count how many times I've eaten dessert. I, um, encourage my clients not to do the same because then, <laughs> because then you kind of develop sometimes uh, an addictive behavior towards food or maybe an overly neurotic um, relationship with your diet. I would never ask my clients to do something that I don't do. My life tends to be a little bit extreme, um, especially you know with the the physical side of things and working out you know six days a week and. My diet, you know, does get out of control at times like everybody else. But uh, generally, I, I try to just allow myself to not keep track of those things, maybe as much as the next guy, mm -hmm. just because I think, um, you know, it could get a little bit stressful if you're always counting uh, how many times you're having dessert, you know, every week or how many cheat meals you get. Some people have a cheat uh, day, you know, mm -hmm. some people have a cheat week. Um, I've had I, a cheat I life. <laughs> Yeah, we all have to a certain extent, you know. Yesterday, I didn't work out. I had six cups of coffee, a bell pepper, and an entire bag of chocolate chips. That's what I ate. Is that right? Yeah, is that bad? <laughs> well, I think you're not that, was, that I like balance my own macros very well, but uh, you're probably not very balanced. I'm right there. I feel like I'm right. I'm, I'm on the cusp. <laughs> But it sounds like you're awake and uh, yeah. you know, breathing. So, well, it, you know, there's the question of can you outtrain a bad diet? If if there if there, if that's the question, I believe Seth has answered it because he can act, he because he, he he gets it done at the gym, and then I I, I don't know how he eats what he eats. <laughs> well, no I idea. mean, hey, I I think honestly, if I were to share everything I ate with everyone on a regular basis, people would be pretty pissed off mm. um, because. I, I do eat shitty, um, you know, a pretty fair mm -hmm. amount. But, again, it kind of comes with that hardcore contrast of 
okay, well, what does your workout look like? Because mm-hmm. you can't, you can't go into the gym four days a week, you know, just recreationally and kind of push yourself about average and expect to get away with it. If you are consistently eating kind of shitty, mm-hmm. um, um, it, it's probably not sustainable forever, but, um, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm young and I'm taking advantage of that, uh, my metabolic status and going to hold on to it as long as I can. Good for you. Um, yeah, I know. Right. Seth's doing that with his hair. Yeah. I've been just, whole, I'm just growing it because it's falling out. At it. <laughs> Tony, relax. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so you have a real question. So you do some like CrossFit-esque workouts. It, it, it yeah, does appear. Absolutely. How often would you say, you know, you're doing, in a, you know, Olympic weightlifting CrossFit-esque stuff? Like how much is it incorporated in your training and, and, for, and for clients as well? Um, I would say for myself personally, once or twice a week. Okay. Um, for a client, usually a portion of every workout has some semblance of Olympic or CrossFit based movement in it, but it always depends on the person because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that stuff is foundational, I think of, in importance. Um, and it's probably the most, you know, they're some of the most traditional lifts out there, but a lot of them are very technique and fundamentals driven where some mm-hmm. people don't possess the physical prerequisites to be able to accomplish that stuff, mm-hmm. especially if done on a regular basis, I would never throw in, you know, a hardcore snatch wad, uh, you know, towards the end of a workout when somebody's really starting to burn out because most people, you know, don't have the capacity to do a, a great snatch, you know, 45 minutes into, uh, I'm whatever in room with their routine is. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I guess, you know, yeah. I like something you, you said there. Yeah. Physical prerequisite. I'm going to use that. I'm going to steal that because that applies to a number of things we do. <laughs> Some people yeah, don't I have the physical prerequisites. Sure. Tony, yeah, look at me. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, Davey. It doesn't stop me from trying. I got to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, everybody sometimes wants to grab a barbell and just see what they're capable of, and they they see somebody do a power clean or whatever it is, and, and they you know get an inclination to try it on their own right away. And it does take baby steps, and yeah. you can't expect somebody to do a, a very good looking power clean or. Um, you know, whatever it is, if they haven't done years of it. Well, CrossFit's not about how it looks. It's just uh, about <laughs> how much you can do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. How, much you can, how quickly you can cycle it more than, more than how, how good it looks. Yeah. Just really throw those knees are. over those toes and just really <laughs> give it hell, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. yeah. You just cram it down the cram hole. That's right. Exactly. And you're good to go, man. Um, yeah. So I had a cool so you're in Santa Monica and, um, correct. Looking through your, you know, your photos and, and, and things, it appears that on the beach there, there are all times, all types of apparatuses, apparatuses, yeah. apparatus, yeah. apparatus of apparatus. ropes and mm-hmm. bar, you know, uh, pull up bars and parallel bars. Is that stuff just out there? Is that available yeah. for the you public? That was, it is. It's one of the first That's things amazing. I discovered when I came out to Santa Monica Beach. You don't have and, to sign any waivers? I mean, not that I know. I never have. And, uh, you know, if anybody should, it's probably me, too. I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to do stupid, stupid stuff out there. I can, I can um, tell you that, that, that we don't have something similar on the shores of the Connecticut River. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bet. Not happening yeah, there. Be, that'd be tough. Because that looks but fun it, and, like, I would kill myself in about five minutes. Well, speaking oh, it's of which, crazy because... You, you go out there and you see some of these guys that look like, you know, guys and girls that look at like former Circus LA 
people just doing their thing. And it's kind of cool because for, you know, as good as you might be, or you think you might be at certain things, you'll go out there and see totally different styles of training and people doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So mm-hmm. like that's it's their a pretty workout. cool environment. Yeah. Let me ask, yeah, you, exactly. let me ask you a serious question. Why, how are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've seen you like the stuff on your Instagram, you're trying to like jump up to a box that's, I don't know, 12 feet high or something crazy. And then like the boxes just all come down on you and it's hard to know where you are underneath all that. And then you get up. Yeah, you know, for a while, I actually uh, didn't have health insurance for a lot longer than I liked to knit. And I look back at some of the stuff I did, and, you know, if my, if my mom and dad knew about that, they, they would not be happy. But Don't they listen to this podcast? No, I don't, I don't no, think so. Yeah, no, not yet. Uh, you always want to see what you're physically capable of. And gradually, as time's gone, I've done it less and less because I realize it's not something I could probably do forever. And mm-hmm. eventually, it's bound not to go my way. But Your self-preservation mechanism is getting stronger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Natural selection is going to phase me out probably yeah, yeah. Actually, if I keep doing this stupid stuff. But um, It looks like a lot of the stuff that you do is you do a lot of gymnastic stuff, a lot of body weight stuff. Um, and maybe that's just weight. I'm wondering if it's weighted that way because it looks cooler on Instagram or is that sort of a personal preference of yours or is it just cause it's cra- crazier shit or if, if I'm, you know, in my regular day to day routine, capturing a, a video of whatever it is I'm doing that day, I want it to be, you know, functionally driven and not always just a display of some kind of highlight reel because that's not realistic day to day. I'm not always doing that crazy stuff um Mm -hmm. a lot of it's it's highlights and so you don't see a lot of the times where i fail or i eat shit um you know i try to sprinkle in a little bit of everything in there some of like the the more calisthenic body weight gymnastic stuff i really struggle with because longer lever lengths you know and the laws of biomechanics don't favor being you know six two plus so uh i I, I know (laughs) for me yeah um it's hard for you to, you know, to do some stuff with longer lever lengths. Try having a girlfriend who's six feet tall and hide stuff on the top shelf from you, okay? <laughs> is, is that what you got? Yeah, about? okay, so I don't want to hear about oh, it. Tough. Yeah, and if she's wearing heels and you go out to dinner, they it's a whole free, thing. So. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my girlfriend's 5'9", maybe 5'10", with shoes, uh. but... Um, yeah, I, I feel you there. I have the same height differential probably from the, with my girlfriend that you do with yours, except that it's a slightly different. We're at a different <laughs> register. Oh, is that right? Yeah. If I want, if maybe yeah, if I want, if I want to go to California with her, I would probably just overnight her in like a you know like a you know like a one size fits all package. Just throw her in; she'd be good. <laughs> he has a he has these wedge shoes that he wears regularly out. That's just not like true. With long jeans <laughs> over them so that you can't tell. <laughs> not shoes, yeah, those are like, stilts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff that you put out is funny, and a lot of the stuff, you know, you put out fails, and I think that you at least show or hint at, look, you know, I'm just a regular guy, and, I'm, and I do struggle with things too, and, and, you know, here's some of the funny stuff that happens in my life. That, to me, is some of the stuff that, you know, I found endearing when I, when I looked at your, at your social media. Oh, I, I mean, I try to keep it real as much as possible. Uh, I think there's such an overcompensation of identity that we see out there in the media and, and, and overprojection of what exists in people's lives. They're always going to show you the, the highlight reel, excuse me, of what exists in their life and their experience. My social media hopefully is a fairly accurate projection of me day to day. When it comes to social media, you have to ask yourself, okay, is um, 
what is your mission here? What are you trying to accomplish? And I got on Instagram, I mean, a few years ago because uh, I signed with an agency down here in LA and, you know, I didn't know what the hell an Instagram was or how it worked. And I kind of had somebody run me through it. And then I've, it's kind of been a process of discovery and learning from other people. It's increasingly becoming a business platform. At the end of the day, when I asked myself, okay, what are you trying to accomplish with your social media? I think the most important motives behind what I do are either motivating or inspiring people on some level and then be getting them to maybe not take life so seriously because I think motivation and levity are probably two of the most important things that, that we need, uh, especially in today's day and age. Yeah, that I makes mean, a lot of sense. I don't want to get too deep, but I, yeah, you know, we, keep, we were getting deep there. Yeah. <laughs> keeping, keeping perspective, you know, with, with things that are around and you're in Los Angeles area, do you think that a lot of clients come to you or just in general people there are more concerned with aesthetics than they are functionality or just living a healthier lifestyle is like how they look or things like that? I would say a combination of both, but the aesthetic, you know, motive is, is definitely, I think probably the most common that I come across mm-hmm. as a trainer and people want to look a certain way. But, um, I think when they start to feel the effects of, you know, not only looking better, but being stronger and just feeling physically better, mm-hmm. they, uh, they start to, you know, fall into a groove a little bit and develop a relationship with fitness. Yeah. You have to, de- you have to kind of develop that, that relationship. Eventually over time, it'll become routine, just like, you know, brushing your teeth in the morning or like I tell clients, um, as any other part of your day, it'll start to feel like normal mm-hmm. the more you do it. I feel like that's what happens with CrossFit a lot is that people, come because they want to look like a CrossFit person on Instagram or a CrossFit person on TV, right? And then, you know, um, two months pass and they realize, well, holy crap, I feel a little bit better. And it starts to develop that healthier relationship, like you were saying. And maybe it's more about being social and more about, you know, just living healthier in general as opposed to looking a certain way. Yeah, I think people discover a lot more benefits to fitness as they invest themselves more in it. And once they get past that, okay, I want to just want to look better, they start to discover a different version of themselves, maybe that they like being. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then hopefully that's, you know, uh, a motivating factor in keeping them going. It, it seems to me that over the last, say, you know, 20 years that that we're now start, starting to celebrate women who are strong and functionally fit and look like it. Uh, as opposed to the you know sort of emaciated people that we used to see on billboards twenty years ago, do you do you see that out where you are, or is is that just oh, East big Coast? time? Yeah. It, uh, when I first uh, met with my agency, they wanted me to lose weight and kind of you know maybe change the way I looked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't force me to do anything, but I just told myself you know this this is what it looked like. But there definitely has been a shift in gears from you know like the super slender. Um, more elegant looking model, both on the guys and girls side. And mm-hmm. now, you know, as they say, like strong is a new sexy. To me, it goes along the lines with what I talked about earlier, just being balanced, you mm-hmm. know, because a lot of these, you know, those, those models don't necessarily look super healthy. And I don't think they are mm-hmm. because they're so focused on neglecting um, a lot of, you know, calories in their diet. They don't want to lift weights because they're afraid it'll make them big and bulky and mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, I think used to dominate a little bit more than it, it does now. They, they told me I wasn't going to be booking a lot of high fashion jobs, you know, if I was 
um, going to be continuing to do the things I did and maintain my size. Um, it just wasn't realistic for me to, to lose that kind of weight. I didn't, I didn't want to have to do that. And luckily I didn't have to, uh, mm. I still can book work and then you're on um, the cover of muscle me, and fitness. So I, I've got, you know, I've gotten very lucky. My, yeah. my first booking I ever had with my agency was, uh, at the time it was an editorial with, with men's health. And, uh, it came pretty, you know, not long after I'd signed my first, uh, modeling contract and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I basically got an email and it, in the subject of the email, it said men's health. And I thought, geez, that, that's pretty cool because mm-hmm. it was one of the, you know, that's like the only magazine I've ever had a subscription to in my life, mm-hmm. uh, going, you know, dating back to college when I was mm-hmm. still willing to pay, you know, whatever, you still, you still, you month. still aren't owning up to that penthouse subscription that you had. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's the only one I've, I've ever really. Tony's waiting for his so. men's health. Uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting. He's, he's waiting for his email that says he's going to be on there. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's you never know, right? It felt it felt uh, that way to me. It was the most random, but pleasant surprise. It felt like it it happened, you know, basically because I was in the right place mm-hmm. at the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the right genetics. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> shout out to shout out to Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Shout to my mom, mom and dad, dad for that one. Five six one ninety. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah, those but, Polish no, I'm, I'm, But you know, I'm come, a lot. Uh, oh, I was gonna say I'm a lot luckier than I'll ever be able to uh, fully realize. You know, but just sort of circling back to it, you know, I think that there's sort of a win-win that that if if. Whoa people are working out in a way that is that is bringing them optimal health and making them feel good and feeling like they want to work out that that should over time dovetail with what we aesthetically you know like in our culture sure. and 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 promote in our culture and I, I hope it's the case that we're moving in that direction yeah it definitely seems like we are that's kind of like the overall vibe I've gotten um, you know, just working in, in fitness in general, it's becoming a little bit more well-rounded, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it was either that you were, you know, this, a, a super skinny, um, you know, emaciated model or whatever. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, fitness models that look more like bodybuilders. So mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot in between. I think, you know, we've really kind of, um, turned the black and white a little bit grayer mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah, which is a, which is a good thing. It's a very good thing, and it's it's something that's so much more accessible to so many more people. Yeah, exactly. So, Davey, I just wanted to switch gears quickly. Um, yeah. So I did look at your Instagram account, obviously, and I noticed that you have been to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh yeah, a couple times. Love it out there. Have you ever been to Tootsie's Orchid Lounge? Oh, heck yeah! Okay. I've been there. A few times. Okay, so I want to. I'm just curious if me and you have the same experience at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. When you go, when when you went into the bathroom, did the bathroom attendant come up to you and put a paper towel on the back of your shoulder and and spray cologne on your neck? And you know, does someone like you get that type of treatment there? Like while you're peeing, while you're peeing, to have to give you a give them a tip? Did that happen? That happened. While you were just midstream in the yes, middle of the Yes, at the urinal. Does that happen to someone who looks really? and is as tall as you? No. I mean, God, I, see, I, I told you, Tony. <laughs> I told you that they only they get the, they get the people who look like me. <laughs> that well, does, hey, that's, you, 
you really can't complain about that kind of treatment. But uh, yeah, except I, that it's driving their tips. That's the thing about right. it. So then you have to tip. About. Oh, that's true. Because I don't yeah. wash my hands after I pee. Because <laughs> I don't, I don't pee onto well, my I'll, hands. I, not a guy, especially, is willing to admit how many times they don't wash their hands after taking piss right. at a bar. Right. You know, I, I've had fifty beers at this point. I'm not washing my hands, and I don't want to give you a dollar for a paper <laughs> towel on my. <laughs> Seth probably can't see his hands at that point. Right. Well, as soon as you go back outside the bathroom and high five your buddy, you're right I'm back right back. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? So, so just a, yeah, I knew we it's didn't get the same treatment. Yeah, I, I you know, I knew we didn't. Yeah. By the, speaking of speaking no. of Kentucky, by the way, I I've invented a, a I don't you would call it a combination of two drinks, but we drink um, we drink Quiver, which is a a nitrogen infused coffee sponsor of the program. Sponsor of the program, and I oh, came okay, and nice. I and I came up with what I call what I'm calling the Kentucky Cup. It, where about an hour before the program, I start drinking Quiver because um, that and it oh. kind of gives me that nice caffeine, that high caffeine. It's about level. three espresso shots in it's, a can, oh, nitrogen wow. infused. So, yeah, and it then what? Nice yeah. Quiver. yeah, but yeah. then exactly. exactly. Then about fifteen minutes before the program, I switch over to the bourbon. So I've got that couplet going. So I get so I've got oh, wow. energy to kind of focus in to get ready for the for the for the for the podcast. And then I have. But you're also nice and loose. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. nice. It's the, it's the Kentucky Cup That's that I've got running. Yeah, I should try that like pre workout sometimes. That sounds great. <laughs> we actually did that today, this morning. So before the pre workout, you know, you have a couple of quivers and then you have a caffeine pill and then you just really push yourself through. Yeah, it's very healthy. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like your pain tolerance would be uh, potentially. At a fatal point. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. Work out. Plus, you also take about eight steps, and your heart feels like it's going to explode. So it's that's even better too. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. You guys are creative over there. Yeah. Well, yeah, every edge we can get. You know. Did you miss the point? The the part where I said it's about forty five degrees and raining <laughs> and cold. Yeah. Oh, right. sure. You need that warm fuzzy feeling. Right. We're not all in Santa Monica, okay? Yeah. yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, it's funny. Sometimes right. you know, once once I'm a. Yeah, a drink or two in, I, I feel as if I could do more physically than I could on any regular given day in the gym. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck, it's probably just your self-confidence is, you know, has yeah. gone up. That's the problem uh, at sometimes. It's that liquid courage, you know, where yeah. I feel like, geez, if I went and grabbed a barbell right now, I'm sure I could, you know. <laughs> Well, at CrossFit, sure we, a lot of stuff. Yeah, we have parties at the gym sometimes during you know certain seasons. There's workouts that everybody does, and there's kegs and things, and then people get to drinking, and there's all this equipment around, and that's when oh, people man. get hurt, and people do that's things a, that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, barbells start flying around. And, yeah, yeah, muscle ups and you know all types of things if while you, you've had 10 drinks. Davey, if you could program that, pro, you know, put a program together that, that, that focuses on, on caffeine, bourbon, and and uh, CrossFit movements at night. I think you really have oh, something yeah. there. Yeah. You know what? I could really corner the market with that. <laughs> it's yeah, the new right. orange theory. I think you're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. We uh, we usually end up some rapid fire questions just to kind of get yeah. their take on some basic things. Are you ready for that? Sure. I'll think as fast as I can. Well, we're don't well we'll, we'll edit it out if you go to uh, I don't edit it out if, if Seth does that. Um, so how long, I, the first question is typically how long do you cross it? You know, how long have you been doing what you would consider 
uh, fitness training. He took me to the gym when I was 12 for the first time after he got off work. And, uh, you know, I still remember that, that first day that we went. And that's probably the day that I really, it got into my blood. Wow. Okay. So you were going to think you were 12. He gets more credit than I probably um, would like to admit. I think it was, you know, my dad that was kind of a catalyst for me in a lot of ways mm-hmm. growing up. Yeah, from genetics to uh, everything <laughs> yeah. else. Well, yeah. Onyki's going to keep saying genetics until you admit that everything you have yeah. and have become is because of your genetics. Nothing to yeah, do with your work ethic or how hard you do or eat or anything. It's, that's what he wants you to say. No, I, I, I will say, I, I will say that it sounds like you, you, you certainly put in the work and you certainly put in the, the, the thought that is required before work. A lot of times to get you to the next place. Sure. You kind of have to, I think a lot of people are very quick to dismiss whatever, um, you know, work you do put in on a regular basis and they don't see those times when, you know, you're just by yourself in a, doing a prison workout at, you know, six in the morning at some random hotel gym, Mm -hmm. you know, dimly lit and it's just cold and dramatic and it sucks. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I always say genetics doesn't show up to the gym every day. That's the easiest, I think, way I could put it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, there's, there's such an elasticity as we're finding out about, about human beings, certainly with, even with respect to, to, if you switch over to intelligence, you know, oh, that guy's really smart, but then you talk to him and you find out, you know, or what she or he has done to, to get where they are, you know, and a lot of yeah. times there are other, there, there are so many other factors at play, but anyway, uh, what, what's your fav- current favorite piece of workout equipment, uh, or apparel? Oh man, well, I'm a Nike guy. I guess if you saw them there on my social media, um, we did. I've, we were hoping you had I've some size of, mediums kicking around. You wanted to <laughs> ship, ship yeah, out this way. You know what? I get that. It seems like every other day, but uh, it's not as cool as it sounds. It's not like I'm this hardcore sponsored athlete. But um, I kind of stumbled onto or into a, a relationship with Nike just uh, maybe two years ago, doing a lot of these Nike Train LA public workout events, and I showed up every week, and I. They were very competition driven. So I tried to, you know, win as many of those as I could. And eventually, um, kind of through social media, but also through some of the coaches, um, I developed uh, a working relationship just as a training ambassador. And Mm -hmm. basically now I'm part of a network of a lot of trainers out there that are part of what's called NTC Pro. And it's basically Mm -hmm. um, a, a giant professional network of trainers all right is there is there any is there any particular piece of apparel or equipment right now that you're like i love this nike shirt or these particular shoes or whatever maybe you know what probably the most consistent thing is uh the nike metcons that i wear most days are probably the most bulletproof shoes i've ever worn i wouldn't do you know run a 5k in them Mm -hmm. uh they're not that kind of a shoe but uh you could do just about anything in them interestingly uh, interestingly seth would never run a 5k anyway i wouldn't yeah just yeah. just on principle <laughs> nothing you know, to do with I, the shoes <laughs> i never run uh very long at all yeah. so i'm not i'm not even don't even consider myself a runner even though i'm i'm decent at it it's yeah. not one of those things that i that i do much of anymore yeah, yeah. what uh what who's your favorite uh i'm, I'm gonna narrow this down your favorite who's your favorite athlete in terms of your understanding of like when you look at them and you're like the way that guy trains i love the way that guy goes about his business so you can't say lebron james why can't why not uh, i know you know what yeah he's 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 become very polarizing but i'm oh. a, i'm a huge lebron fan i'm just gonna go on the record oh uh, no. la guy likes lebron I shocking know. yeah i know yeah 
I, I think, uh, though, to get back to the question, mm-hmm. Jerry Rice was always one of those guys that would show up early and leave late. And mm-hmm. I did get to see the later stage of his career where he wasn't the most you know, prolific athlete, mm-hmm. but he just got it done. And he would catch the ball always. Um, and, you know, that's one of those trained skills that, that you can teach yourself and you can work at and you can't always get a, an athlete to run a four, four, you know, I think he ran like a high four, six or a low mm-hmm. four, seven, mm-hmm. um, in his like pro day or combine, but, uh, he wasn't very, uh, fast. He wasn't, ex- you know, his talent, I think, as a lot of people would like to think. Um, but if you really look at the film of a guy like Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a testament to the amount of work he put in over the course of his career. And that's also probably um, to say that he played longer than most because he took those extra steps to be proactive about his body and, and putting in the work that, you know, it required to be great. Mm-hmm. 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 Good. Uh, so where, where can people uh, say hi to you or find out more about you if they want to do that? It's the best way for them. Oh man, uh, you know, I I generally stay out of the DMs, but I get a lot of um, pretty cool messages and emails on a regular basis, um, just from people that you know have said I motivate them or they like the way I do this, or I get workout videos from people, mm-hmm. you know, trying to maybe do something that I did or struggled with or some kind of movement challenge. Um, that's been a cool part of social media is that it gives you somewhat of a. Um, a vantage point for outreach to a lot of people that you would never otherwise have contact with. Mm-hmm. Every time I visit the city, I'll have, you know, a couple of dudes like, Hey man, let me know if you have time to work out. You know, unfortunately mm-hmm. I, uh, Tony gets uh, that too. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. but I, I've had a fair amount of people, uh, you know, come across, I think they recognize my girlfriend a lot. Uh, more frequently and just because she's a, a lot better looking than I am. Yeah, we left uh, that out. We didn't street. want to say that, so we just kind of yeah, glossed no, over just, it. I've heard by yeah, the way that you, I've heard by the way that you're the the second best looking person in your in your relationship and also not the best looking person in your family. I don't know if that, either of those things is true. It's just what I heard. Well, I'll take the silver medal any day. Uh, <laughs> that's still a good place to be. I mean, I'll even take bronze at this point, but yeah. Uh, Anna's definitely one of those head turners, but she's uh, she's a lot more beautiful on the inside than she is on the outside, which mm. is hard to believe. I don't think people believe me when I say that, but it's but it is true. Coincidentally, my girlfriend's better looking on the outside than she is on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope she doesn't listen. She does I, not. I so we're good. That's that's somewhat of a backhanded compliment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. My my girlfriend <laughs> my girlfriend was on the episode that's about to that, that will have dropped be, just before yours, and the title of the episode is "P Happens." And we talk about things that include like when you're doing double unders, you know, a lot like women will tend to wear dark shorts in the days that are double unders because you might pee a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That gives you an idea of like of of my girlfriend's personality and her willingness to just kind of like be who she is. So, Davey, can we throw your Instagram up on um, underneath? Yeah, absolutely. So that people can get in touch with you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, David, yeah. the next the next time that we're in L.A., Santa Monica, or Santa Monica, is it? I, if yeah. I knew geography, I would know what the difference is between those two things. It's hard to differentiate, I guess, because L.A. is just all kind of lumped together. But we're just like blocks from the beach, and then there's the Santa Monica Mountains, and um, so we have it a doesn't place to have that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I got two, uh, well, a giant sectional, so one could sleep on one end and then, uh, we could probably both fit on the same end, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, David, we appreciate it.
appreciate you taking the Thank time you so to much, talk man. to us and uh, to of all of our all of our uh, listeners out there. We uh, we certainly appreciate it. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good. I'll I'll be here. Great. Thanks, Davey.